Hello and welcome to Does That Make Sense? You're listening to Money and Rubes and we're going to be talking all things Southern Italy today. Obviously last week we covered Northern Italy, actually not last week, the week before. The week before because we had a Apologies, break. Uh, yep. we had a, I had a family emergency to attend to so that's why we didn't record. But today, yeah, as I said, we're getting Southern Italy so we're going to talk about its hidden gems, its historic Pompeii that's also there, as well as best food, obviously the seafood in um, Southern Italy is at all-time class. And we are going to talk some sporting issues. Obviously, we spoke about Italy um, and their sporting values a couple of weeks ago and they didn't make the World Cup. But today, we are going to talk about the World Cup and some AFL things here in Melbourne as well. But we are going to talk travel right now. Southern Italy, it's got some highlights. It's got Pompeii, Rome. Sicily, Capri, all the islands down the bottom. Yep. Some beautiful places in southern Italy. Obviously, Pompeii is probably one of the main things everyone thinks Mm. of with southern Italy because of the historic um, value, the volcano that erupted and put the ash over the city of Pompeii. I don't know whether we covered this a couple of weeks ago or not, but is Rome in northern Italy or southern Italy? Oh, very good question, Rubes. Very good question. It's in the centre, but... But is Italy divided into three or two? It's kind of divided into three, but we're dividing it into two here. Does that make sense? Yeah. And we're going to put that in the south because it practically is in the south. It's closer to the south than the north. It's big uptown things, but the south, you know, Rome is definitely a south thing. There's a lot more gypsies there and a lot more drama It feels more into the southern kind of culture and personality. Definitely, definitely. Obviously, normally it'd be in the centre, like the mid-region, but no, it's south. It's south for this. Black and white, there's no (laughs) grey. Exactly, exactly. No, we're putting in the south because, you know, the Colosseum is as old as Pompeii, so it deserves it. May as well. It deserves it. We are going to talk some Rome, talk about Rome. What was Mm. your highlight? What's the highlight for you when you think of Rome, Rubes? I quite like the Colosseum. I thought that was good. The Pantheon as well. Yeah, the Pantheon. All really old, beautiful places. Trevi Fountain, is that in yes. Rome? Yeah. Yes, well done, Rubes. <laughs> you threw a coin in. You did, did. the over-the-shoulder thing. Well done. And it doesn't matter what currency you threw <laughs> of the coin because I got all stressed about that because I thought, oh, my God, I don't have any Roman or Euros, but I ended up chucking in English pounds instead. You did very well. I well did. Done, got rid of them. you got to make sure a tip for you guys for when you go to the Trevi Fountain, you um, flick or throw a hand, um, a coin from your left right hand over your left shoulder. It's mm. supposed to bring good luck, love. Well, and each fortune. coin has a different kind of yeah. Luck depending that on it how brings. many how many you throw over as well. If you bring, throw over one over your shoulder, it's good luck. Yeah. Two is love, and three is good fortune. I'm pretty yeah, sure. Yeah, prosperity so throw, or something. Yeah. So if you throw all three, you get all three of them in the future, as they say. A nice little myth there, but um, I've done all three. Still and you're still unfounded. Either. Still forever alone and poor still, and yep, pretty much yep. have bad luck. Yep, 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 pretty yep. much. But if anyone has done that and has found good luck, please message us at Does That Make Sense here on Facebook, and um, I'd love to hear your stories of how that went in Rome. Another beautiful thing of Rome is the Vatican City. Mm. Obviously, it's its own little country, continent, not continent, like little city in there that the Pope runs. Obviously, Pope Mm. runs off all of Italy. And even in the middle of winter, there is still a line that's like five kilometres long to see the Pope. He's just, (laughs) he's in demand. (laughs) A very in-demand man that the Pope is. The beautiful thing of the Vatican City is they have the Sistine Chapel. You're Mm. not allowed to take photos in there, but... 
It definitely preserves it. Yes. Yeah. But you always see people, you know, on their phones taking selfies. But it's really of the But they get told off. (laughs) The security guard will come up and tell you off. So don't do it. Yeah, don't do it. No. But it is a beautiful sister in Chapel. And when you go, I do recommend taking a seat and just looking up and taking everything in because Mm. it is just a beautiful thing. And to have it so preserved... Um, is another amazing thing. So, what on the Vatican Definitely. City? Definitely. And if you ever go there, go on a Sunday to the Vatican, and you can have the Pope give you a blessing. Um, if you line up, if for yeah, ages. that's true. That's yeah. true. Yeah, you have to get in line early, otherwise you're not going to get a good spot. And you can have yeah, the Pope say the Mass, get a blessing, and then you can say the Pope has blessed you. I can say the bloop, the bloop, the Pope, the Pope has <laughs> blessed me. I will blow. But oh, I did it again. I put the Pope and blessed together because you know what? I feel blessed. I just amalgamate them, yeah. Uh, May as well, may as well. Another beautiful thing of southern Italy, as we mentioned, um, Sorrento and Capri and Sicily. Obviously, Sorrento is the the little country town that is connected to Italy, but Mm -hmm. Capri is a little island off Sorrento and Sicily is known to be a major island at the end of the book. Yes. Um, which is another island, obviously a part of There's Italy. a little rhyme with Sicily as well. I don't know if you've heard of it before. Please share, Rupert. <laughs> Please share. Poor old Sicily got kicked by Italy out into the Mediterranean Sea. <laughs> you no. never heard that one before? I have heard that one before, and it is a very known and very true. It's a classic. It is. Yeah. Yep. I mean, anyone can see it, and it's true. Like, mm. Sicily is getting kicked at the bottom. Italy just doesn't want to be part of... There's a, they don't want It's funny Sicily. because a lot of people say, you know, if you're from Sicily, you're from, you're not even Italian. Like, mm. it's your own little thing. It's like Australia, if you're from Tasmania, you're not really part of Australia. <laughs> yeah, you're just Italian. Same you're just thing. Bye. Yeah. Sorry. I don't know. You. Always forgotten on maps. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you're just... You're, you're overseas, really. Like, yeah. you have to... You need a passport. To yeah, visit. pretty yeah. much, I'd say. Yeah. But no, definitely good rhyme there while they're on But yeah, mm-hmm. Sicily, funny enough, is a beautiful little island that is Italian. Um, obviously, it's not little. It's pretty big. There's another island um, in the Mediterranean Sea that is Italian. It is called Sardegna, a bit further up mm-hmm. from Sicily. It's pretty big. A lot of people kind of forget that it's part of Italy because it's just... Just gets lost. It just gets lost. People just don't think Sardinia is a part of it. And there is actually another island above Sardinia that used to be part of Italy, but no longer is and is part of the French. But mm. it's beautiful to see Sardinia still being part of Italy. Um, obviously, not many people go there, but do go there. It is a beautiful island with a lot of mountains and great viewpoints as well. Island, um, not island. The island of Capri, another yes. place with beautiful views, has a beautiful life definitely need to do a boat cruise around yes, the island yes or even get the chairlift up to the top yeah just taking the views just remember to put the barrier down there <laughs> please yes no don't 100%, slip out we don't want anyone injuring no. themselves and you cannot sue us because we did warn you to put yes, the barrier down but that is definitely a beautiful thing to do when you go to Capri and also do the hike. Yes, right? the hike Ruby is... has done the hike. It is grueling, but it is worth it. You might need to stop every five metres like what I did, but <laughs> use it as a photo opportunity. I think Very that's good. the beautiful thing about Capri is that you can walk the entire, like, the yeah. entire island. It is... It, obviously, it is like mountains and you have to walk up it, but yeah. you can get it done within a day. Exactly. And that's a beautiful small. thing. Like, there yeah. are buses that you can take to go around to different sections and of Capri. Cool little shops as well. You can buy starfish. I bought some starfish. They smell quite bad, but I just gifted them to other people. So they have buy some starfish. U- unique stuff there. Yeah, in they do. Don't they? You could say that. Yes. Yeah, definitely, definitely going to say that. Obviously, 
when you guys go up, if you guys do do the chairlift, take it up to the top and you can take in the view. There is a little coffee shop at the top there mm -hmm. um, that you might need because it's just beautiful. And you can look over and you'll see the main island of Italy. You can see Sorrento, where you come from. And you can see the boat cruises that go around. But the, that view is honestly breathtaking. Like, you literally get 360-degree views mm. of Capri and Italy. And if you guys go in the winter, please bring jackets because it is very cold up there. But if very you're going, windy. Yes, yep. definitely very windy. But if you are going in the summer, I do recommend bringing a hat because there is no shelter at the top of that mountain. Um, so you will get sunburned. Just but the sun. Yep. It is a must do when you go to Capri or when you go to Sorrento or must go to the Capri Island. Take a boat cruise if it's a beautiful day and obviously the ocean is not as crazy. Uh, if it's nice and calm, <laughs> please do it. If you are going to not do the boat cruise, if you don't like, if you, you, know, you get seasick that's like it, me. Really, yes. yes. Um, do the hike, do the chairlift. You really need to take in that Italian experience of doing, going to the top of Capri. If you don't go to the top, like, why did you go to Capri? You missed out on all the you views. Miss, you, literally. Yeah. And it is, I'm not kidding, it's breathtaking. It is mm. the best thing of Capri. Absolutely loved it. We are going to move on and talk about some other things shortly. We are talking all things food here in southern Italy. I just said to Rubes, she's put Aperol spritz. Yes, it is a classic. That. I'm so glad you put that on now. The bright orange beverage. It is very worth famous. It. Worth it. It is yes. alcoholic. Um, so for the non-alcoholics, you might want to try what it. What goes in an Aperol spritz? What, what goes in it, Rubes? I don't know what goes in it. On here it says... Pour over the Aperol, followed by Prosecco and gin, and there stir once and finish the drink with a splash of soda water and a slice of orange. But there's probably variations. Every place <laughs> will do it differently. Uh, as long as if it's orange, you know you've got the right thing. Yeah. It is a bit bitter, but it is worth it. Yeah, definitely. It is our absolute highlight of Italy and southern Italy. Mm -hmm. To have an Aperol spritz, that's when you can say. I have just tried to look on Dan Murphy's to see what their recipe is, but it is blocked because it contains alcoholic Not. stuff. Oh, so I wonder why. <laughs> Definitely what you get using it. free Wi-Fi. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, think, I think you can get Aperol spritz at a lot of Italian restaurants around mm. town, but not many people think about getting them because I just think of Italy as wine. But uh, it's good to see mm. that spirits yes, um, is another definitely main thing that the Italians try are Try that. Of. And another thing that's really nice is the Calabrese salad as well. Yes. Did you try the Calabrese salad? I'll just call it the Calabrese salad. Calabrese. Pronounce it properly like a true <laughs> Italian. But. No, it is definitely a good salad. I don't have a lot of salads, but that salad is amazing and it's quite beautiful. It it's has, so simple as well. Yeah, it's very fresh and it's just... Just has the tomatoes, bocconcini, basil, virgin olive oil, balsamic vinegar. You can't go wrong. And black 
pepper and you salt. You can't go wrong. It's so simple. It's, it's like so healthy as well. Four ingredients, if yeah. that. It's just... Looks yeah. amazing. Yeah. yeah. I don't really like tomatoes, but I like it in one of those salads. Well, like, it's like a quarter of the salad, so you need to I know. have it. <laughs> <laughs> have to have it. No, it is a beautiful salad. Definitely have that if you ever go down to Calabria or anywhere in Italy that have the Calabria salad. Mm. But if you go down to Calabria, they eat specialised. Is that where it originates from? Yeah, Calabria. Yeah. Yeah, Calabria. Obviously, Calabrese, that's the type it of... comes from yeah, it, yeah. yeah. Ruby's just learned something new there. Yep. We've also <laughs> mentioned how down south the seafood is amazing. They rely mm. on the oceans and the fishermen going out there and getting the fresh seafood. When you go to Capri, they have the freshest seafood I've ever had in a very long time. They literally get it from the port and it's straight to the restaurants. Mm. Like there's no in between um, and it's absolutely amazing. But down south, yeah, it's literally all localised. You know, the fishermen go out, they bring it to the market and that's it. Like it goes straight to the restaurant, straight into my plate, onto, into my mouth. And that's the beauty thing of southern Italy is it's literally the locals and the Obviously, they've got their main attractions like Pompeii and Capri and Sorrento. But if you go down to the local local towns around there, they have some of the best seafood and ease. What for. would you say your favourite seafood is? Ooh. Look, if you want pasta and seafood, you know, you can't go past a, a risotto marinara or like a um, spaghetti marinara, I should say, too, mm. depending on what you want, either rice or spaghetti. But definitely one of them, the the amazing f- f- um, seafood that's in it. And if you can have it with a white sauce or a red sauce, depending on what you like, I probably prefer it with a red sauce. Get that tomato juice in there. Mm. It actually brings that um, flavour into it. But it is beautiful. But even if you don't want pasta or, I mean, pasta or rice, you can have like prawns and mussels just like a bowl of mussels yeah Yeah, definitely definitely. like they're pretty pretty good because mine would probably have to be octopuses and i have a fun irrelevant story to tell about (laughs) octopuses please share rubes so when i was little like probably five years old my mom dad and i went fishing down at st leonard's in the victorian coast so it's kind of like down past ocean grove and all of that and my dad caught a crab and then I caught an octopus, just like as a five-year-old. I just caught an octopus. And so we reeled it back in. It was on the pier. It was oozing everywhere. And we were like trying to get it off the hook. But then this old Italian guy came over and he like stole it off us because he wanted to make it for his dinner. So there you have it. Italians like their seafood. They do. They are willing to take octopuses <laughs> off five-year-old girls. <laughs> poor rubes, poor yep. rubes. Poor me. Obviously, you are a vegetarian, but you do eat fish. Yes. What would you say your favourite fish is, rubes? Oh, probably can't go past a good flake. Yeah. From the, the fish and chip shop. <laughs> Grilled or fried? Mmm, fried. Ooh. But otherwise, nah, grilled. salmon's always nice. That's true. Salmon's I good if you want a proper... Salmon's, nah, salmon's pretty good. Obviously, in Melbourne, there are some really good seafood restaurants ar- around that, you know, can get a little bit expensive. Seafood mm. is a little bit expensive, but value for money when you have seafood. There is a beautiful exactly. restaurant in um, Fitzroy, Seafood Inc., that has one of the best calamari salads. It's calamari salad, mm-hmm. but... The, the way the calamari is grilled and then fried is absolutely, like, amazing. And I love it. has nice seasoning as well. It's just, it's yeah. perfect. The flavour's there. Obviously, I don't eat a lot of salad, but I'd have that mm-hmm. any day of the week. That is a must-do if you're in the Fitzroy area. Go to Seafood Inc. It is the amazing fish. It is yes. amazing. You can't go past it. Like, 
I'm just thinking about it now. <laughs> I'm, I'm loving Got it. Got cravings all of a sudden. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, you know, why not? Hmm. Even prawns. Like, whenever I see there's a seafood buffet. I love garlic prawns. You can't go past yes. garlic prawns. Yes. Yes. Agree. Just have to make sure you brush your teeth afterwards. Oh, you know. It's all the garlic. Get some gum in it because, yeah. you know, garlic does not good on your breath. But even, like, chilli prawns, mm, pretty good. I don't do too well with spicy food. My lips, like puff up a little bit and then my nose starts running as well every time we have indian i just i need to blow my nose because it just runs <laughs> triggers something oh, can you not relate too much curries <laughs> uh, yeah i can relate probably on a different reason anyway, um, <laughs> there are other some, there are some other great seafood restaurants around melbourne just google them like there's another one down um little burke street yeah the name's just Lost, gone out of my head. I can't. You remember. can't think of it, but no. Yeah, I'm thinking about food too much now. We'll find it. Doesn't help. Doesn't help. Yeah, we'll put it all on the Facebook. Does that make sense? Page, aren't we, Rubes? Yes. Now Ruby posted some photos on our Instagram page. I have not seen them yet, Rubes. Oh, they're just. It's just of us drinking wine. Oh, it's not typical Italians. <laughs> you know, I made Ruby. Into it's an not Italian. scenic shots yet, but typical us drinking wine no the italians do that very regularly you can't go past a glass of wine a day red wine red, has to be red, has to be red. Most, most of the time it's homemade mm, the house um, wine's pretty good yes yeah. always otherwise you know there are some good bottles of wine out there but glass of red wine a day definitely gets the italians awake mm-hmm. is what i say <laughs> instead of you know there's like that doctor keep like, the doctor away yeah, yeah. yeah nah. keeps nah. the italians awake You've made a new one. You know, yeah. they like to have their afternoon naps, you know. <laughs> siesta. Yes, that's right. The Italians are big on that. Even in, in Italy, they still do that. Like, still. the afternoon comes, like, one to two or two to three, I remember the day. It just shuts off until dinner Bye. time. Bye. Yep. They go on for a nap and they come back to work. <laughs> I don't know how they still do that. Like, I couldn't do that. I don't know. I'm too broke. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. But, yeah, we've spoken about some great food options if you guys go down to southern Italy um, even in Pompeii funny enough there is a really nice seafood restaurant outside Pompeii itself like when you walk out of the historic thing there's a little restaurant there mm. they have some really good mussels on the menu but if you guys do go to Pompeii make sure you do the tour of Pompeii Ruby did that yes I did that a few years ago do the guided tour because yes. otherwise you'll just be looking at crumbled rocks like you need the person to yeah. tell you what used to be there yeah otherwise you have absolutely no idea what rocks mean honestly no. like I know you're looking at rocks but every rock has meaning and that's the beautiful exactly. thing of Pompeii so do do see that it is a once in a lifetime thing if you get to do that opportunity like you can say you've been to Pompeii there mm-hmm. are some pretty cool things out there and you can see the volcano too that changed it exactly so it must do that as well
we're going to be talking all things sport. Now, obviously, a couple of weeks ago, we spoke about Italy in the sport and how they didn't make it to the World Cup. Um, and we spoke about their great Italian players as well. But today, on today's show, we're going to talk sport topics, sport issues that are happening in the world of sport. Obviously, the World Cup has been finalised now. The group stages is dead, is done, I should say, not dead. Um, and the round of 16 have finally been um, selected. And, you know, we're going to be starting on Sunday, the round of 16, get to narrow it down to then who makes the semis, who makes the, the prelim, and obviously who will make the grand final. Yes. A very interesting World Cup. Yes. Now... Australia didn't make it. Yes. Rip. Well, what a know. surprise. What? Not really. No. But I think deep down we wanted them to win, but we all knew they weren't. Well, this is the closest they've gotten in like however many years. No, the like, last three no? World Cups we've gotten to the group stage and then never go get out of it. Yeah, but this like, time like we had the most chance to progress. True, like, but we didn't. The fact, yeah, yeah, did yeah. not. They should have played Azani a lot more than they played. Then he played. And Tim Cahill. He's done. He's not going to make it to another World Cup. He's so old. Like, he could be the coach by now, I swear. <laughs> next <laughs> next Australian coach. I've, I, I'm, I'm agreeing with you there, Rubes. Well done. Yeah. Yeah, obviously, Australia finished last in their group stage. And France and Denmark um, obviously qualified in Group C and made it to the round of 16, um, which is not a good thing for the Aussies. But, as I said, the round of 16 has finally been announced. In Group A, Russia has qualified, and I said they were going to qualify. The host nation, they did it. Uruguay was the other one. In Group B, it was Spain and Portugal. They ended up on um, the same amount of points, which was very interesting because they both Mm. played some incredible football. I really call Portugal as Ronaldo, let's be real. Like, (laughs) it's nobody else. He just carries the whole team, really. Yeah. Yeah. That's just it. Yeah. Um, In other group stages, there was England and Belgium that qualified, Colombia and Japan. Yes. Um, And the England and Belgium one was quite interesting. Yes. The winner. Yes, the winner of that match got put into what has been referred to as the half of death in the World Cup because one draw seems to be more difficult than the others. Yes, so. yes. Can I just say real quickly, Rubes, I'm really proud that you knew that. Yeah. You actually found that out and told me about it. Exactly. For I, once, I knew something. Yes, you I've, saw it on the run sheet and you were like, what's this about? And I'm like, no, Mon. Ruby no. has impressed me yet again. So well done, Rubes. I'm very proud Thank of you. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, as she said, the half... Of death. Now that is the first half of the group of the round of sixteen with some really big teams in it. You know, Argentina, Spain, Mexico, all yes. them. Belgium's all the in ones. it as well. Um, obviously, Germany did not qualify for the round of sixteen, the last World Cup champions. But it is right that game this morning. Both teams wanted to lose. Yeah. So that both teams did not have to verse Mexico. Obviously, Belgium went on to win and scored a goal, which meant England um, did not qualify in yes. that half of death. They but they it. did make it into yes. the second half. So Belgium will eventually have to take on Mexico if they Mexico or Brazil, the winner of that game. And both those two um, countries are very incredible. They both have incredible lineups. Um, they call it the half of death because. You know, no one wants to face Brazil on the way they're going. No one wants to take on France the way they're going. No one wants to take on Argentina or Spain, you know, Uruguay. I don't think Uruguay is going to make it to the next round. But still, it's Mm -hmm. saying that there are some really big countries there and no one wanted to be in that spot, obviously. But good luck to all of them. I say that for sure. I think going forward, Rubes, before we move on to a different sport, who do you reckon is going to win the World Cup? Oh, or should we do who do we reckon is going to be in the final? All right, we'll do that. Yep, finally. Yep, yep. you go first. I said 
a couple of weeks ago that Argentina and Spain. Mm. Um, however, that was I said that at the start of the World Cup. I've now seen all of them play, and I'm going to change one of those teams. I do think Spain are going to get to the finals. Yeah, I reckon Spain are going to get to the finals. However, I think the last, the ultimate match, I reckon right now, is Belgium, Spain, final. Both mm. are in some incredible form, playing some incredible football. Spain have an amazing lineup. Belgium's defence is elite. The only thing that Belgium have to struggle with is getting over those big teams. Brazil, yes. Argentina. Japan. Know. Oh, they should get over Japan. They should get over Japan. <laughs> Too with, easy. With confidence. With I say confidence. That, one. that will be their biggest test. And if they can do that, they can definitely take on Spain in the World Cup. Hey, if Portugal get there, it'll be another rematch mm. Portugal-Spain. And I'd love to see that. Yeah, that was going to be my one. I would yep. like to see a Spain and Portugal, yep. I think, because the countries are right next to each other as That'd well. There's like the very fierce rivalry between yeah. the two. Who, so. do you, who do you reckon would win, though, if it was Portugal-Spain? Probably Spain. Ooh, yeah. I reckon Spain. Not Ronaldo. Ronaldo's. Not Ronaldo. No. Yeah, completely agree with you. Completely yeah. agree. I think if Argentina do get there, as I said, that's a, a really good effort from them. Obviously, might be Messi's last World Cup. Not sure, depending on how his body holds up. Mm-hmm. Even Ronaldo could be his last World Cup as well for Portugal. He might go on. He's getting into the early stages of his 30s, so might be a bit of a struggle. Moving on, we're going to talk some AFL really quickly because there's been a lot of um, heat around it because it's the run home into the finals. You know, we've finally made it halfway through the season and all clubs have had their yes. buys. Obviously, the top three, uh, Richmond, Sydney, West Coast. Richmond's at the top of the ladder, obviously, because they they won last night. But do you see anybody else, Rubes, making it into the top four? Oh, just let me get up the AFL ladder because I haven't been paying much attention Rubes. to the... AFL this season. I don't blame you. Don't Ooh. blame you. Well, do you reckon the Hawks are sitting ninth at the moment? The Hawks are only outside the eight by 2%. But they should be able to declaw into Who the will we eight. knock out then? Will um, we knock out North Melbourne, the Cats, Melbourne? You know, the, the teams that are most vulnerable at the moment, Melbourne, Geelong, North Melbourne, Hawks and the Giants. The mm. bottom eight of that, including the Hawks and the Giants, obviously the Hawks are ninth, the Giants are tenth. They are all vulnerable to miss out on the grand final, on the on top eight. Mm. I'll say that now. I think the easiest run home at the moment is probably between Hawks and um, North Melbourne. But in saying that, you know, I'd like to see Melbourne stay in the top eight. Yep. But I don't know. They might choke. It they seems have a, to they be. They have a must win this weekend yeah. against the Saints to stay in the eight. Mm. The Cats, you know, they really have not impressed me this year. They've no. got an amazing team midfield now with Ablett, Dangerfield, Southwood there and somehow it's the holy trinity but they knock all anywhere. this talk and they're still not on the top of the ladder exactly. so I'm a bit confused as to not impressed by yeah. their performance all this year, talk but no action you know they mm-hmm. should be get there but I don't reckon they will I reckon honestly Geelong or North Melbourne will fall out of the eight mm. or put out late depending on their run home but yeah it should be very interesting really quickly did you see the bump it's been real talked about. about. Jeremy Cameron on the B- Brisbane Lions player, whether he should got five oh. weeks or not. Now, as a fo- outside football fan, Rubes, yeah, would you think he should have got five weeks, or should he have got more for knocking out that Brisbane player? I reckon five weeks is pretty good. I mean, there was, there was all talk about he should get four to six weeks. Um, obviously, his bad record did not help him. That's why he got the five. Yeah, but he did plead guilty, which meant. It was um, six weeks down to five weeks. And, yeah, as I said, his record didn't help. But if you look at that, that was a shocking bump. Mm, it says online that he, the Brisbane Lions defender, 
left the ground with brain bleeding and severe concussion and was on a stretcher as well. So that doesn't look not happy too good. Especially because you have a lot of young kids. And he's kids. a young player yeah. too. You don't like, you want to see his career. I want to see how he went in his career. Mm. And Jeremy Cameron, he's been in the scene now for a couple of years. He, he knows better. Yeah, and he does. Five weeks. Honestly, I think he's too soft. Mm. I think he should have got another week. He should have got the six weeks. A punishment like that. He went off with the stretcher. He was out cold. Went to hospital three hours later. He's throwing up, you know, as as you said, bleeding on the brain. That does not help. No. His future in football, or even his life at all, I should say, for that matter. You know, concussion mm. is a pretty bad thing. Needs to work on his anger management. Oh, 100%. Hey. <laughs> It's good for us, though, because this weekend against the Giants, yeah. the Hawks should be able to get that job done. Obviously, both Ruby and I are Hawthorne supporters, so it makes yes. it a bit easier to talk about sport because we're both <laughs> on the same team. <laughs> no rivalry. No rivalry whatsoever, but um, it definitely brings the beloved sporting game together. Did you hear, Rubes, before we get to our wrap-up, yes. about the Melbourne basketball teams, oh, the Australian basketball teams, I should say, that are going to play next year against the American basketball teams. No, I did not, Ooh, but... Rubes. That is big talk now that Melbourne United will take on Philadelphia 76ers, which is Ben Simmons' team. If anyone who does not know that, he is an Australian that has won the Rookie of the Year this year for Philadelphia. So to see Melbourne take on them, definitely be a good game to watch an Aussie take on another Aussie. I feel like that'll be a bit of a whitewash. Oh, Australians let's, versus let's Americans. They're, they're playing seven games, and all I don't reckon the Aussie teams will win at least one. No. It's going to be, yeah, agree with you, whitewash, but... It's the experience and the fact that they can say that they played against some of the best teams mm-hmm. is uh, another league of its own. But it's good to see Ben Simmons winning rookie over the year over there in America. Um, you know, an Aussie in some great form. He used to play for the Bullying Boomers, which oh. was a team that I used to play for. So good on him for making his um, rookie of the year win. Yes. We're going to get to the wrap-up now. Mm-hmm. If you guys have any questions or anything you did not understand about what Ruby and I spoke about today, um, please... Let us know on our socials and our Instagram. Instagram, does that make sense? Or even Facebook, does that make sense? Um, and we can answer those questions. Because at the end of the day, we want it to make yes. sense. And check out our WordPress as well. Yes. Same name. Because yes. we do articles about Everything food and travel about. and sport. Yeah. Yes. And um, obviously, you can check out our podcast as well. It's on our SoundCloud. Does that make sense? Everything does not make sense. If it doesn't, we're going to make it make sense. Exactly. Does that make sense, Rubes? That does make sense, Money. I'm glad. I'm glad. It's been a ripping of show. Obviously, next week, we will announce what we'll be talking about throughout the week. So make sure you stay tuned for that. Um, but, Ruby, thank you for today. Thank you, Money. And I'll see you next week. See you next week.